or whatever they use, he could tend to that too. You see, because of where he positioned himself, help me, Holy Spirit, where he positioned himself, he was able to care for his home and protect his home at the same time. So that's, I'm telling you something about those umbrellas that I can't let go of. I'm going to keep plowing right through this. But I do feel Holy Spirit lead me to those umbrellas. I don't have a lot of uh, notes on the umbrella. But I want to tell you this. He sits, the man of the house sits in that position as if he were the king of that home. And that reminded me of where Jesus sits as king of kings in heavenly places. And where are we seated? We're seated with him is what the Bible says. So that, that really excited me that symbolically I can just see Jesus watching over us. That covering over his church, his body. Y'all, y'all feel me? Y'all get that? Are y'all with me? I'm going slow because I don't know how to. There's just so much stuff that I have in me that is kind of like, uh. I just want you to be reminded of those umbrellas. Think about them. Think about them. Think about the shade from the sun, the harsh winds, the rain. Think about all of that. Think about it. Think about where the man of the house has positioned himself in a kingly position, watching passerbyers, watching as things go on up and down the street, watching his household at the same time. I want you to think about something. Tents were built like in clans and the house of and the tribe of. And this is how Holy Spirit gave to me. I literally wrote it down like he gave me. Okay, just just imagine the church of God is the clan. The house of Souls Harbor is the house. The tribe, let's just use my name, for example, for my family, would be the midges. So when I look at that, I, I see... My heavenly father as the covering, soul harbor as the undercovering, and what would have been my husband Troy as the home covering. So when I look at those umbrellas, it just blows my mind because I see all of that looking at an umbrella. I'll never look at an umbrella the same again because it's covering. It represents peace. It represents patience. It represents love. It represents protection. It represents unity. It represents all of the things to me when I see an umbrella. But I want you to be reminded of something. We're talking about peace this morning. We're talking about being covered with peace. And I know a lot of times you hear ministers preach on peace. They're saying, you know, all the sugary, sweet things, the peace of God and and, and, and how, how he He soothes us and how he protects us. But I'm telling you that the Bible tells us in Matthew 10, verses 34 through 36, it says, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? Said, I did not come to bring peace on earth, but a sword. So sometimes when we think about being covered with peace and we think of all those wonderful things about the umbrella, we forget. 
that he came to shake things up on this earth. He didn't come so we would be comfortable. We would be all, you know, everything's wonderful and everything's great because it's not going to be that way. He came to shake up a house. Do y'all hear me? He came to shake us up individually, stir us up within our spirits. He didn't come so that we could have life all wonderful and a bed of roses and everything just perfect. He came with a sword. And I'm telling you these things because it's just simple enough to say that John 16 verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. On down to John 15 and 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But what we often don't remember is when you go back up a few verses, in verses 1 through 6, it talks about the pruning, and it talks about the, the taking away, and it talks about the pruning. Those are painful situations, y'all. Painful situation. It does not matter if it's a pruning or it's a taking away. In order to promote growth, it hurts. In order to go forward, there has to be some pain. And I know this doesn't sound like we're talking about peace at all, but let me tell you, we are. Because sometimes we just got to go through some things in order to find that peace that we're covered by. Sometimes we literally have to know the God of peace in a way that reading a scripture, in a way that singing a song, in a way that your mom taught you, in a way that your pastor taught you. It has to be more than that, church. Sometimes we got to go through some things ourselves so we can know that we know that we know that we are covered by his peace. And it is not easy. It is not fun, but let me tell you today, church, it is necessary. Now, God is really, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. God is saying, my house shall be a house of prayer. His house shall be a house of prayer, whether it be the tents, where it be the temple. His house shall be a house of prayer, amen? What does it take to make us be that house of prayer? What does it take God pulling away from us? What does it take God pouring into us for us to be that house of prayer? Oh, yeah, we're covered by peace. But what does that peace look like? The peace that we're talking about is not just a normal peace like calm, serenity. We're not talking about that kind of peace. We're talking about the type of peace that makes no sense to the natural mind. I mean, it literally makes no sense. You can't contort a thought. You can't dream up an idea. You can't pray up a prayer to make your natural mind understand the peace of God. But I tell you what, when you go through things, When you go through really hard things, you know about the peace of God. Because at times there's nothing else, there's no one else that can heal, that can cover, that can help but the peace of God. 
And until you've experienced that, you're saying a song, you're quoting a scripture. And I look around this room and I see many of us that can actually testify that we know what the peace of God really is. As we go through life's storms, as we go through difficulties, as we go through the ups and downs of life, we can clearly declare and decree, we know the peace of God. Had it not been for that type of peace, many of us would be in jail, in mental wards, in the grave. Had it not been for that type of peace. Because sometimes things come against us physically, spiritually, and mentally that shakes us to our core. And we can't stand on our own. We cannot stand I know it feels like we're on shaky ground, but we're on solid ground. If we are grounded in Jesus Christ, amen. In the book of John 14 and 15 chapter, we talk about if you are in me and I am in you, he's with us. Do you understand that? We are engrafted, engrafted into him. Do you understand that? It's almost like I'm trying to force you to understand this, and I'm not. I'm just going to speak it like he gave it to me. He tells me that there is a difference between patience and this kind of peace. Holy Spirit began to share with me that patience is a virtue. And I said, okay, I kind of know what that is, but break it down to me. Basically, patience is built in. And we teach that love, joy, peace, patience, all of the fruit of the spirits, right? We, we teach all these wonderful things, and they are. But peace comes built in. We don't teach that. We don't teach that peace is in us and it has to grow and it has to develop. How do you develop fruit? How do you grow fruit? There has to be a seed. Where is the seed? Within. If there is a seed of peace within me, I'm going to grow some peace. I'm going to develop some peace. Amen. Oh, y'all not with me this morning, but that's all right. I'll preach to myself. Hallelujah. He begins to tell me that this kind of peace is a gift. And that's why when I read John 14, 27, we're talking about two separate things here. And John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, any time that you hear a script, read a scripture and it says, don't be afraid. Be thou courageous. Something's about to happen. Something is going to happen. If it's not already, you got one going on here, something going on over there. Something is going to happen. If he's telling you in his word, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be worried. Don't look at the wind. Don't worry about the waves. Remember, this type of peace I'm leaving it for you. I'm I'm about to go and prepare a place for you, but I'm going to leave you a little gift. I'm going to leave you something that you can hold on to, something that's already within you. You just need to stir it up and use it. And I believe that, that many times that we go through things and we don't understand what God's trying to do. We don't understand pruning and we don't understand the taking away. You have to have these things in order to grow. Amen. He's just simply telling us you're going to need this peace 
You're going to need this type of peace to get through what's ahead. You're not going to be able to to, uh, take a pill, take a drink, call your girls, cry to the pastor. You're not going to be able to do that. You're going to have to go through this. So I'm going to leave you a little something to help you walk this out because you're going to walk this out. Amen. How many of you know you're going to walk out hard things in life? Oh, but to know that you are covered by the peace of God makes that walk a little bit easier. Amen. Just to know that you're covered. You see, sometimes it may be something a financial means. It may be something your children, whether they're, they're young children or adult children, acting out, not serving the Lord. It may be a bad doctor's report. It could be the loss of a family member or a close friend. It could simply be that you feel dry and you feel lost. It could simply be that you need direction and guidance. Sometimes, (laughs) you see that kind of peace, you just can't make sense to your natural mind. It does not make sense to our natural mind. The kind of peace that God has given us. I was reading a little bit about um, the tents. Then God began to show me something about a hostile takeover, which I had to look up because I had no idea. It was a business term, like a hostile takeover in in the business world. Um, And that ministered to my heart. A hostile takeover is basically they get together and they swoop in to take over a company or a business. Right? But then I read on a little bit. And it said there's something called a tender offer where, where like somebody puts in a bid for something. Well, we'll take it for that amount, and then we'll just kind of get rid of the, the other low bidders or whatever. We'll get it for that, and then they take it or whatever. But see, then I was reminded of the enemy, Satan, the deception. You're all right. You don't need that kind of peace. You don't need that kind of peace. You, you'll be all right. You'll make it through. you make it through that one. You, you'll make it through this one, too. That I'm so glad that my Father in Heaven sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to be an example. He sent Jesus to be an appropriation for our sin. He sent Jesus so that I wouldn't have to know. I wouldn't have to know what hell and death tastes like. He sent Jesus. He began to say that that no bulls and no sacrifices would be would be able to appropriate what. His son's blood did for us. And if you don't know that you're covered by the peace of God, all these things are nothing to you. They're absolutely nothing. There are all kinds of takeovers that that we could just begin to minister to about. But I can clearly hear Holy Spirit calling me back to these umbrellas. I do not understand it. I can't get through my notes because it keeps telling me about these umbrellas. But sometimes you just got to understand that you're covered. In such a way that the Bible says that the kingdom suffers violence. In Matthew 11 and 12, or 12 and 11, Matthew, it says that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence takes by force. Sometimes you got to literally go after that thing. Sometimes you got to literally go get it, take it, receive it. Because life issues, the world, the enemy is not going to let you just hold on to your peace. Amen. It says the kingdom suffers violently. When are we going to be the ones 
doing the hostile takeover? When are we going to be the ones walking up and saying, no, you know what? Holy Spirit has given us direction. And I believe that's what's happened this last three or four weeks when we had the, the revival services. I believe that was simply a hostile takeover. I believe that was the way the Holy Spirit led our pastor into saying, no, no, no. We're not just going to coast through this. We're not just going to watch this happen. We're not going to do this. We're going to do something about this. Holy Spirit directed our pastor to gather us together for that hostile takeover. You see, we could have been right now. I know we still got, we don't have very many people, right? That's okay. It could be five. But I'm looking at maybe 35 or 40. Because of that hostile takeover, we are in a place that we have never been before. And I know there are some people here that have been here longer than me, but what I know from his ear to my, or from his mouth to my ear, we're in a place that we've never been before. I told our pastor, we had a big win. It may not look like it. We had a big win. Do y'all hear me? Because I'll tell you what, during that hostile takeover, he gathered us together. We prayed. We pushed through what looked like a bad end. We pushed through what looked like our demise. We pushed through what looked like we're just going to just take this mess and lay down. We pushed through. We began to pray. We began to grow in unity and in love. And he preached the paint off of the wall, led by the Holy Spirit, to get us to a place where we can move forward. We have never been here before. And I'm going to say it again. We have never been here before. Record it. Write it down. Tell your cousin. We have never been here before. And I don't care how much shouting and spitting and, and singing and running. That We have never been in this place that this little church is. We've never been here. Those of you that have been here for a while, you know how it goes. We hurdle. We go. We hop. We down. We post. Hurdle. Hop. Down. Uh-uh. Not this time. Because, see, this time when the enemy came in like a flood, we raised that standard. Do y'all hear me? We raised the standard of Jesus, and we did something about it. We didn't take it. We didn't just talk about it. We were proactive and actively fighting this thing out. We didn't just take it. Do y'all hear me? We are now actively in a place. Watch. Watch God do what God's doing here. Watch. Keep watching. Keep watching. God is not just up to something. He is doing it. In fact, it's already done because he does the end before he does it, the beginning. Y'all hear me? He's already done it. We just got to walk this thing out. I believe that with everything in me, everything in me. When we wanted to quit, when we wanted to give up, we were covered by peace. What looked like chaos sometimes is that peace. Do y'all feel me? What looks like chaos is really that peace. Think about them guys on the boats with Jesus. What looks like chaos was nothing but peace. How would you know what peace was if you never experienced chaos? How would you know what healing was if you never been sick? How would you know what provision was if you never were in lack? How would you know what peace was unless you experienced chaos? And I'm telling you, church, we've experienced years of chaos to get us here to this point. And I believe those last three or four weeks have been a pivotal point for this particular body of of believers. Not just us, but including us. 
And I believe we're heading in the right direction. I said, I believe we're heading in the right direction, church. (laughs) I will say it one more time. I believe we're heading in the right direction, church. I believe the favor of the Lord is upon us, our pastors. Do y'all hear me? God is doing something. Think about it. Remember when the, they were the disciples and Jesus were on the boat? I'm going slow. have to be calm. Remember when they were on the boat? Where was Jesus? The Bible says he was asleep. He was resting. He was all chilled out. Where were the guys? They were frantic. They were, they, were, they were just panicking, basically, right? Isn't that how we do sometimes when things come up our way? It doesn't look well. It doesn't look like it's in our favor. But sometimes you got to just stand still, stand your ground and say, peace. You be still. And I know sometimes we, you always hear it preached as, um, and, and it says this in the Bible, that Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves stopped. Could it be that Jesus spoke to peace and peace stopped? He created peace. He created you. He created it. Chaos. Light. How do you, how do you nullify light or darkness? How do you nullify chaos? Peace. So if there's chaos, there has to be peace. You just need to speak it forth. I know that's hard for you to get. It was hard for me to get. Think about it. Think about it. Where there is chaos, just speak your peace. Speak your peace in your homes, in your finances, on your job, in your church, in your neighborhoods, in your cities, in your state. Speak peace. Speak peace. I don't know if you've ever prayed a storm away, but I have. I mean a physical storm. I mean like the clouds, the thunder, the rolling, all that. I did it just to see if if God heard me. It works. Does that not build your faith when you see the hand of God moving? Does that not build your faith? I remember the story pastor tells about being a little boy, and he prayed for the the mountain to be removed, the mountain of dirt to be removed, and the next morning the dump truck and all that came. Sometimes you just got to speak peace. It may not look like peace at the moment. It may be chaotic, but you just continue to speak peace. You continue to speak peace. Peace in those situations and circumstances because they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. You see, we're not in boot camp. We're not in, in, in no training. We're in a war. <laughs> and this thing never stops. I know people think once they get saved that they can just coast through life. That puts the bullseye on your head. So it's time to put on the... Let me rephrase that. It's time to mature. <laughs> I was about to say something I would have gotten in trouble for. Pastor would have got me. Not bad, but he would have got me. Um, Just remember that in the middle of chaos, there is peace. Because we are covered by peace. Think about all those umbrellas and think about those, those tents, what they represent. I know we think about the, the secret place. I got a secret. His name is Jesus. And he ain't in no closet. 
He's with me. He walks with me. He talks with me every day. And he's not a secret. I don't hide him in the closet. He is with me, and I'm okay with that. Do you hear me? So when I'm walking through and I feel chaos, and you say, how can you speak about chaos? I'll tell you how. I lost my husband in January. And immediately after Troy passed away, God made me, not suggested in any certain way, he made me, literally pushed it out of me to stand in the middle of the floor and declare that he is healer. Now, mind you, I lost my husband. He's gone. God said, declare I am healer. Peace in the middle of chaos. So don't tell me that you can't declare or decree a thing that looks crazy, that sounds crazy, that doesn't make sense to your natural mind. There is peace in the middle of chaos. Why? Because we're covered by his peace. Not the peace that man gives you. Not the peace that the world gives you. His peace. Amen? So if you're in this house today, and you're thinking, you know, life's been pretty crazy. I've got this and that going on. I don't have that type of peace. And I can't give it to you, brothers, sisters. I cannot. But I know that Jesus can. You see, he's gone home sitting at the right hand of the Father. But before he left, he left us a gift. He left us his peace. And then when he got home, he sent his spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the advocate, Holy Spirit. So when you think about all the chaos in your life, all the things that are happening, all the things that the enemy shows you, you you remember what you did? You remember what you don't have? You remember who you aren't? You just tell him, you know what? I'm more than a conqueror. Through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. Sometimes you got to start speaking stuff out of your mouth in the middle of, in the middle of a chaotic situation. You just got to start speaking. Your kids acting crazy. You go, my children are a heritage from God. I know who my children are. Do you hear me? You start speaking things over your, your husband or your wife, your finances. Start speaking peace. That doesn't make any natural sense. So if you're in the house today and you don't have that certain peace, I can't give it to you. Jesus can. And I'm not going to ask for an altar call. I'm not even doing that. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that would be the very first thing that, that I would suggest that, that you do. I would suggest that you come and let me pray with you and lead you to an all-knowing, all-powerful God through his son, Jesus Christ, would be the first thing that you need to do. If you feel like that your life and the things that you're going through are so chaotic and hectic that you don't have that peace, you need Jesus. You don't need a touch. You don't need a word. You need to be consumed by the peace of God. You need to be consumed in such a way that you walk through that fire knowing that you're not going to get burned walking through that fire, knowing you're not going to smell like smoke, walking through that fire, knowing that you're going to get to the other side. That's peace of God. 
That's his peace. That makes no sense to the natural mind. I'm sure there are things that I left out, but I said what Holy Spirit directed me to say on this. Just to be an encouragement to you, to let you know that we're not, we're not stuck. We're all right. We're better than all right. And at times the church will say things like, we can't be a perfect church. Well, you know what? You'd better do your very best to get perfect because the Bible says he's not coming back. He's coming back for a church that is spotless. Spotless. So when your flesh rises up, you tell it. Kill it. You kill it. Don't even talk to it. You kill it every day. And I pray that you know the peace of God in such a way that it doesn't make any sense to your natural mind. This last portion of scripture reads as follows. Colossians 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Second Thessalonians 3 and 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself Give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Romans 15 and 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for those that, that, that thought it well to receive what you had to say here today, God. God, I just thank you right now that um, we be reminded that there is a peace that makes no sense to the natural mind. But there is a peace in you, God. Whether we're going through trials or we're going through good times, that peace that passes all understanding, Lord God, is available to us, Lord God. God, I thank you for reminding us of your peace that is so different from the world's peace. I thank you that you have called us here. You have summoned us here for such a time as this, Lord God to develop us, Lord God, to move us forth, Lord God. Your plan and your will be done. Your plans and your will be done, Lord God. God, we just give you praise and we'll give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Praise God. I want you all to be back tonight. Um, church will be at 6 o'clock. I'll be doing the evening service as well. Something really different. Something really different that pastors, uh, uh, he's asked me to do, and it's really uh, super powerful to me. In my opinion, it is. Very humbling. Very, very humbling. Um, I hope you all are here. I'm not going to go into it. Um, I will see you this evening. Y'all, I love you. God loves you. Um, Go in the peace of God. Share Jesus with people. I love you. God loves you more. You're dismissed.